Greetings from Hannibal, Missouri. And welcome to Rivertown Review, the podcast. An informative and hopefully entertaining look at all things Hannibal. With Megan Rapp. People tend to come, visit, they like it here, they move here. And Harold Smith. In our biased viewpoint, this part of the country, this community is an excellent place to be from. And now, Rivertown Review the podcast here we go again we welcome you i have lost complete track of what episode number this is 43 i think episode lots uh episode whole bunch you Mm -hmm. betcha it is the rivertown review podcast i'm harold smith and i'm megan rapp and we're we're not we're not even sure we have a list here and we're just going to start in first thank you very much you have hundreds of thousands of choices uh of where to go for podcasts yada 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 and and all of that that we and and i say that i don't say want to say yada yada because we appreciate well, it, it, it very is, much yes but mm-hmm. but you do have lots of choices everything from Every, like you said yada 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 yeah, so from, yeah we agree from, we we appreciate that you're <laughs> sticking with our yada yada yeah yada. exactly How's our, that? line of whatever this is yes we've got we've got like i said we've got a list here and we're not sure exactly you know exactly where we're all going with this and whether we cover all of it or any of it uh but with a couple of couple of things of course as we record this uh, in uh, working our way almost to mid-june of 2019 we are in uh, the thick of it oh brother we, oh and oh, yeah. i know this is very this is this is not going to be evergreen but as mm-hmm. we are recording on june 11th of 2019 mm-hmm. Happy anniversary to my darling husband. It's our ah. anniversary today. Aha! Uh-huh. Well, well, yes. well. Yes. You bet. He he taken you out or anything like anything special? Or you want you want to you want to know honestly? Uh-oh. Because you're gonna laugh because you're going to then turn around and say, "Are you?" <laughs> you're gonna say, "I always knew you were an old soul," but what? We got each other Peter Frampton tickets. <laughs> for, All right, then. for our anniversary. Well, well, well. It's Peter Frampton's farewell tour. Oh. So those of you that know who Peter Frampton is, I can bet I can guess at least the decade of music that you enjoy. Uh, you betcha. But hey, you know. Yeah. So. Well, that, yeah, just the fact that when Peter Frampton was a big hit was the 1970s. Yeah, <laughs> just that that'd give you an idea. Yeah, old, yeah that that is... Yeah, that that is always something. I don't know that I have ever actually used those words as you know, to you, but yeah, I, Megan is is an old soul to be, and I you know that is that is in no means a, a derogatory term. That um, is a that is a good thing. See, and 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 my my tastes veer back towards older like Sinatra, well, yeah. and Dean Martin, but oh, they're yeah. all dead. Yeah, that's and, right. And so and so <laughs> Peter Hampton's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so my my husband, of course, was raised. Uh, his his parents were younger than mine, and they always had music on in the house. So he grew up big peter frampton all of those guys you, you usually find that people that that are that like music that they shouldn't because it's too old for them uh that's usually the case they they, they grew up listening to it they either had you know parents who were younger and hip at the time or they had very older siblings my wife had that case she wound up being a big big uh, uh fan of uh, of elvis and the beatles uh, because she mm-hmm. had an, a, a brother who was uh, a good bit older than than she was, so that's uh, there's there's that case. So yeah, and I was kind of raised as a blank slate because 
Anytime, my, my parents were both school teachers, mm. so when they got home, they just wanted it quiet. Mm. So we weren't one of the households that, you know, had the radio on all the time, whereas yeah. my husband did. Mm. So, you know, I told my mom we were going to go to see Peter Frampton. And I, I saw, like, the glazed look on her eyes, and I was like, you lived through the 70s. You have mm. to, and she, her response was always, well, I had, I, you know, we were raising kids. I'm like, that can't be your excuse for the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. No. No. No, 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 no. No, no you still, you, just because you, that doesn't mean you didn't have anything on a, a radio or a TV on anywhere. She just to, wanted peace and quiet after teaching fourth graders. Oh, oh, fourth grade. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I understand now. Yeah. And my dad taught middle schoolers. Oh, yeah. But, you yeah that's the age. Middle school they he get, has got a crown in heaven <laughs> oh you better believe it kids that age they, oh. they they know everything seen it all done it all you can't tell them a blooming thing no. because they know absolutely all of it yes. you betcha we and salute you teachers yeah oh yes our 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 hats off to you i'm i had sometimes people will will ask a question along the way you know if you had not chosen what you're doing as your career what would you have done i thought well maybe you know maybe i'd be a teacher somewhere along the line and then i look and i see especially these days the environment that these teachers have to work under i mean that they always have but now you know and you know insert your your rant here um yeah, you know, it's it's like, it's or, a much or, different or, thing. Or ditch digger that would work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. ditches don't talk back. <laughs> uh, that, that is very true. Yeah. Oh, don't yeah, don't get me started on the difference between two-legged kids and four-legged kids too. Yeah, <laughs> as far as what the four-legged kids will not do or try to you know, take advantage and all that. Don't you? Ah, but anyhow. Um, where were we? Oh yeah, um, Peter Frampton. That's where we were, and, and <laughs> which you, has nothing to do with Hannibal. But you know, I, I had to do a shout out for absolutely for yes, because yeah, your 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 husband is one of our tens and tens of listeners yes, on on the is. podcast. Bragged about us to the governor and everything. Uh, you know, back they had the the um, the meeting the with all of the the. It's been a while back. Oh. Yeah, they had the uh, meeting. Uh, or was it was it the governor or was was it Senator Blunt? Uh, no, I think it was it was the governor. Yeah, Mike Parson. He was up here with a bunch of the big shots, and they were working their way around the room and uh, oh, talking like about things. Table. Yeah, roundtable thing. And uh, I heard the story that that Ryan talked up the podcast. Like <laughs> good things going on in Hannibal. Yeah. Well, he know. Yeah, he comes. He doesn't. He doesn't share a lot when he gets home, does he? <laughs> <laughs> he likes to leave work at work. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. You know. It's a it's a trait that I should you know we we should all just yeah there's there's there are definitely times for that yeah so to uh, recap Peter Frampton has nothing to do with Hannibal right no 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 there is no Peter Frampton connection <laughs> that we're aware of yeah in as far as Hannibal is concerned not Toto yes yeah Toto yes Toto definitely we we told that story yeah I just I knocked you right on your keister with that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you crossed paths with Katie Woods since then? I have, well, I have, but I haven't had a chance and to. Didn't uh, didn't come up. Okay. Uh, oh, the, no. Yeah, but anyhow. Well, this podcast. Yes. After after the first couple minutes of the you know just meandering. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if you've listened to us enough, you know that's yeah. You know this. You know this is the standard. You're just sitting there going, yeah. They'll they'll get there eventually. They'll get there eventually. Yeah, whatever though, whatever they're trying to do. Even though it's been actually seven minutes already, yeah, but they'll you know, get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting there. We have some really fun 
updates. Yes. Um, you know, like you said, we are in the middle of June mm. of 2019 mm. of Hannibal's bicentennial, mm-hmm. and uh, and we got some we got some cool stuff going on. We have some cool information about um, about one of our very first oldest niftiest parks and yeah the and of course we've had we've had an un, you know an, an, an uninvited visitor to to the bicentennial year and and that's been the well the mississippi river but the uh out beyond its banks mississippi river yeah, you know, you have those those friends maybe at the end of the party that like they won't go home. <laughs> That's it. That's it's right. Like, the guests that won't leave. River, river. It's it's. Yeah, you. I, you, I see you, the dawn breaking. Through. It's time to go home. Yeah. Go you, to your home. Yeah, I mean, you you stand up, you stretch, and you go. Man, I gotta get up in the morning, and you know, you leave hints. Yeah, you know, galore that it's time to go home and they not, just not won't. Taken, yeah. not and the myth and Mississippi is finally moving toward the door as as we record this, but it's gonna be a couple of weeks before it is completely you know, out and out of the driveway. Uh, but we say all of that to to tip our tip our cap. If I had a cap, I'd tip it to the. I mean, the it has been the fight of uh, the flood of 2019, and as we have talked about the Midwestern uh, mindset uh, of helping one another, of pitching in for a for a, for a good cause. This was not necessarily a good time for a good cause. Uh, <laughs> to say the least. But uh, the the, uh, the and there's been. A few levees to our north and to our south, but as far as our stretch of the river, uh, so far the the levees are holding. The river is starting to go down, but the mainly the the most visible means by which people have helped in in Hannibal has been sandbaggers. They have the uh, street department has has uh, put uh, made their maintenance facility available, and they filled tens of thousands of sandbags yes and and so many um city employees i mean basically yeah the street department guys it's like nope you're sandbagging and Mm -hmm. and the parks guys nope you're sandbagging and um it was and and put out they put out the call for volunteers and and our our friend mary lynn richards was kind of traffic cop for all of this uh, and uh, they they got it done. And and to me to me the best story was a couple of weekends ago. Uh, there was a community to our north that, and of course, in Hannibal they they filled up enough sandbags where if there were other places besides Hannibal these sandbags needed to go, they would haul truckloads of sandbags out of here and then just go fill up some more. There was one weekend. This was not during the week. This was on a weekend. There was a community to our north that said, "Hey, we're in trouble." We need sandbags as many as you can get us as fast as you can get us, and so they, so the folks in Hannibal, they hauled sandbags up there, but they kind of left themselves open because things weren't perfect here either. So they put out the call. They said, "Hey, anybody not doing anything? Volunteers, come on down!" And they did. In droves, they came and they filled tens of thousands of sandbags that weekend to make sure everybody was was uh, ready to go with whatever might happen and that's that's the spirit of the midwest right there it it really is and i'll tell you um any organization like i know the school for example has a thing called one call so you know they can Mm -hmm. the superintendent or whomever can can record a message it goes out to all the teachers or you know the sports um teams or you know whatever so you know they sent out a call just to let people know because if you you know weren't downtown 
a lot of them didn't know the, that mm-hmm. sandbagging was going on. You know, I mean, if you've got kids and sports and you don't catch the news, I mean, sure. you know, so um, it just so many people were down there and um yeah, it was it was just it was just amazing. It was just really really amazing, especially when again the call came out that okay, other communities need help, and I didn't know that the sandbags any anybody in Hannibal if they needed sandbags, mm-hmm. if they needed sandbags for their home, their business. Um, I mean, they're they're uh, you know obviously depending on where you live, you know, it, no questions asked. Yep. Come, 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 get, come get sandbags. Mm-hmm. Come get sandbags. Yeah. You know, you don't have to, you're not paying for me, you're not checking them out. You're not, you know, no, if you need them, back up your vehicle, load them up, go off, do what you're going to do, come back and get some more. So mm-hmm. I was, yeah, it, it's, it's an amazing, um, anybody that was here for the flood of 93 could, mm-hmm. you know, tell you about it. And, yeah. and, and it, we learned a lot. We have we have found with this one being very much like the one in '93 uh, that we learned a lot when it comes to organization and that kind of thing. It was kind of chaotic, comparatively speaking, in '93. But with that effort, they learned so much. The emergency response people and just the people, just the volunteers, the, the that uh, would uh, patrol the levees and would work with the sandbags and all that. It was a much more coordinated effort uh, this time around. And again, so far, you know, the river still is is going down. It'll be a couple of weeks before it gets back down uh, within its banks. Uh, and so in the meantime, the river is still pushing against those levees as it has done uh, for the better part of the last couple of months couple now. Months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we, they're still, still vigilant, still, you know, but uh, the the forecasts look good. Uh, but it's so you know we're not we're not ready to to uh, call it a, a a total victory yet. But uh, it 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 looks good at this point, and uh, we'll if if we need to keep you posted on that, that we will. Uh, let's see what. Oh, um, um, a couple of episodes. I've been. I don't know how many episodes ago it was. Matter of fact, it was the one show that we've done that was answering a request. From oh, yes. from a uh, from a listener uh, asking about us the about the lighthouse, and we got word today again from our friend Mary Lynn uh, that the uh, the new the latest incarnation of the Mark Twain Memorial Lighthouse is done. It is completed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's of course it's our bicentennial year, um, so it's great to have that complete, and it is so fun what they have done with this new lighthouse now i mean i haven't heard anybody say like oh the poor historic lighthouse the last lighthouse wasn't his i mean it was rebuilt in the yeah this yeah Yeah. this is yeah this is not the the, it did not replace the original no no no. this is this is well replacement of the replacement well there was yeah there was a replacement and then there was a remodeling and now this is a replacement so yeah. yeah, about three and a half the uh, lighthouse. Yeah, we're three, like and, three half, and a half lighthouse. Yeah, you're right. So. Exactly. So this is not the we didn't get rid of the original. No, no, no. Yeah. No. no. Yeah, because the first one was built in 1935, yep. and it was leveled in 1960, and then it was re- renovated in 94, and so now we're gonna, you know, yeah. Now we have a new one. Now so. we have a new one. It's yeah, because with the last one, we told this story. You know, it was yeah. all rotted out and everything, and so it was going to be cheaper to just tear it down build a new one yep. uh, this time around but uh, it is done uh, they've got floodlights outside they got led lights uh, they're going and and what is it uh, thursday friday and saturday nights they're going they're going to have a light show at nine o'clock at night at the at the lighthouse at 9 p.m mm-hmm. for one minute the lighthouse will go through a kaleidoscope 
of colors and sparkling lights. So mm-hmm. we have our own little, our our own little little light show. The the fun thing is because of all of the new things you can do now with with all of this. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the reasons. I mean, there were many reasons that the old lighthouse, you know, just for safety, there's safety reasons, you know, all all kind of stuff. But the board public works this lighting system. Um, it, it's it's programmable. So, you know, mm-hmm. where before people had to go inside and change the bulbs if they wanted to do something like for Christmas or this lights up the entire lighthouse. I mean, it's it's a white lighthouse, so it can be you can it's whatever. a it's a blank slate, you it, bitch. It's, it's literally a, can- a blank it, it, slate. Mm-hmm. So, yep, so you can uh so of course for 4th of July or Flag Day, it can be red, white and blue. You know, I mean, Christmas time, it could be red and green, you know, breast cancer awareness, I can light up pink. I mean, yep. it, the the opportunities are endless and um if holy cow, people are loving it because mm-hmm. Facebook and, and Instagram and all of those are just pictures of the light everybody's like oh, what's it doing look at this <laughs> what's it doing now like oh they didn't get the press for the thank you for joining us for the hannibal rivertown review podcast we'll get back to the show in just a moment we want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing be sure to subscribe and leave us a review also for comments and suggestions you can email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com and visit us at rivertownreview.com and Rivertown Review on facebook and the purists again as we we bow to the purists yes it is purely ornamental it is, says right here in the press release purely ornamental and not meant for river navigation so just as com, just calm it all, down as it always was that's right yes what yeah we, we still haven't figured out what possessed the people to in memory of the hundredth anniversary of the birth of mark twain oh let's build put, a, a lighthouse. put up a lighthouse we still haven't figured that out it's got to be in there somewhere it's, it's got to be there's got to be a story yeah Got to be a story. Steve Chow's probably got a picture of uh, of something to do with it in his collection. The meeting, yeah, uh, yeah, something, yeah. Important and but, sitting, and and and, in, and again, and something else. In case you heard that episode and you and you wonder, because the other three times that the there was a ceremonial lighting of the lighthouse. Uh, there was whoever was the president of the United States at the time, Franklin D. Roosevelt originally, and then John Kennedy, and then Bill Clinton. Uh, an invitation, as I understand it, an invitation has been extended uh, to President Trump to uh, to do something similar. Uh, and all they all they are saying now is that there will be a dedication ceremony in the fall is is what uh, andy dorian uh, is saying at this point so they're uh, i would i would take from that they're still working on it they're still trying to get schedules coordinated and and whatever they need to do to to make all of that happen so in case you're wondering yes they're working on it as far as uh, that uh, to to commemorate this one in a similar way that they've commemorated the dedicated the other the other um, three times yeah so. i know i and and we've had we've had discussions about well if, if it's the bicentennial should it be someone you know from from hannibal to light this one for the 200 that i don't know yeah. i mean and who knows who yeah. knows yeah. right now the lights are going it looks great it'll yeah. be officially dedicated at some later time which everything always is officially dedicated at some mm. later time so we'll yep. just we'll just see we'll just yeah we'll we'll let you know more more on that later yes and i tell you gotta love the history of this town because where else i mean some there are some communities bless their hearts they would not have two and a half pages of history of the entire town i have in my hand 
two and a half pages of history just on a one block square part of the city of Hannibal. Well, you know, it, but it's it's one of the oldest. Exactly. I'm not minimizing so, uh, that at all. If any, oh, yeah. if, if if there's any property that has earned two and a half pages, uh, probably about uh, twelve point uh, Helvetica. Uh, I it, condensed. It, it, it condensed. That's <laughs> right. We've we've been in. Uh, I know I'm in broadcast. I spent some time in print, and uh, and you you have too a little bit at least around the perimeter of it. So yeah, we know we know we know yes. way too much about this stuff but we're talking about central park in hannibal it has it has quite the history over the years. there's a what i have is basically a chronology of uh, some of the things that have have taken place and goes all the way back first thing here is in 1830 that's pre-Mark Twain right uh, there. Yes, it is. Mark yes, Twain it wasn't is. even a twinkle. No, he was not, now that you say that. It was mm-hmm. five years before he was even, even birthed. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, he wasn't even birthed here. He was birthed down the road at Florida, Missouri. What is it? Increased the population of the town by by what was it, 1%? 1%. Yeah, 1%, which very few guy, people can can say that. Yeah, I'd, Quite the... I'd, 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 that's another thing I learned from the Mark Twain Words and Music CD. Uh, listening to everything I learned. More, I than, more, to, than, more than most people can say uh, of their birth, uh, by golly. That's right, that's right. I'd, I'd listen to Clint Eastwood's narration on that. <laughs> well, which 1830 is pretty impressive considering the town itself was only founded in 1819. Mm-hmm. And so, 11 you know, years old. 11, 11 years later, they're like we need a park for uh, people to enjoy yeah. i think that's pretty forward thinking yeah you bet and and i actually the um officially the land for the park was presented to the city in on what is it the soul the sole behoof of the city of hannibal as a public ground i'm just reading what's on the paper i, here. I know I, <laughs> why don't we say those things more often yeah and i've heard the word behoof but but this is behoof soul behoof I want to go into an accent so bad right now, but I, no, I will not. I will resist that temptation. And it was it was it was behooved uh, by. I mean, we see the names. We th- see things that have been named, and the the name the person who presented this to the city was Stephen Glasscock, Glasscock's Landing. Yeah, you know, there are those names are all over this town as far as the the people uh, who started things started the ball rolling in Hannibal and he did uh, officially I mean five years prior to that uh, the first schoolhouse in Hannibal was built on that property mm-hmm. so as you see yeah Central Park was uh, first schoolhouse was built on that property if I remember correctly there was there was a church or or at least a building a building where church services were held or um or maybe meetings there was a building where meetings were yeah were held. i should i should have should have um, studied this um and you know it's just it was like i said it's 1830 i mean not a, there aren't a lot of people in hannibal yet no so not it, at all i i kind of it makes me chuckle a little bit because there was still a lot of uh raw land around here yeah, yeah there not, couldn't have been a whole lot going on yeah it might have it, it might have been on lot. the might have been on the outskirts of town at that point i, I don't <laughs> yeah, know I mean, <laughs> like well yeah it's uh, definitely mm-hmm. but uh yeah they they talk about uh they built the first wooden fence in 1847 mostly to keep the livestock out uh, well because in back in 
the day, yeah, public ground. It's like, hey, my cows can go munch over there. That's great. It belongs to all of us. Exactly. Uh, it talks about uh, the town. It was a, it was the town square up until 1858 became City Park, became Central Park. Uh, before 1858, what became Central Park was basically was an overgrown briar patch. Uh, brush growing all around it, wild animals living in it. People put their live people put their livestock there. That's why they built the fence. Livestock gotta eat. Yes, that's, that's right. You gotta, gotta, you know, so you don't have to, you know, cut the grass yourself or anything. Uh, Union troops used Central Park as a training ground during the Civil War. Hannibal was pretty much kind of an occupied territory during the civil war anyway was it? yeah this this area isn't called little dixie for nothing hey there oh yeah yeah most definitely well, i've told you that story there i saw a mini series about dixie about the south and people that are from the south uh, their points of view on various things and uh, one of the things that that's that stuck with me was they were talking about the states that that can be can that they consider to be part of the south they got a lot of problem with kentucky being considered a southern state but they got no problem with missouri being considered a southern state okay. yeah 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 <laughs> i mean you know a lot of people that moved from you know moved to missouri were from the southern state sure so yeah I, you know it was it, it it's been many things over the years although you know briar, briar patch uh with woodland creatures sounds a lot a lot better than you know union yeah soldier yeah that group. Mm, that that yeah that came a little later yeah tis the uh, way mm-hmm. uh they had a centennial celebration uh in uh, in honor of the the hundredth anniversary of the nation in 1876 and the name that caught my eye was colonel william henry hatch who was uh, a part of that um, who who addressed the the throng who came and let's see he had he had a connection to admiral Kuntz, didn't he as i remember he, he it was as he was a or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. He was a congressman. Yes. Yeah. And I and I also know that there is a statue of him in Central Park. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, and yeah, because it was something like because when we did the episode about Admiral Kuntz, I want to say that Admiral Kuntz's father uh, taught, put in a good word for his son with uh, with Congressman Hatch. And got him uh, into the Naval Academy. Uh, some, some, yes, something like that. Man, yeah. you have a much better brain than mm-hmm. I do because I, I had already forgotten <laughs> that. I cannot believe it. But uh, I believe it or not, I had actually forgotten that. I, but I would like to state for the record that I have never, I've spoken to many things. I've spoken at Qantas, spoken to Lions Club, I've spoken to, you know, chamber i have never had a statue built in my honor (laughs) when i when i've addressed a a a, a public uh wrong i'm now now you now she now she now megan's hurt i've I've got i got something to live up to now next next time somebody asks you well what would what would you like in return for you coming to speak with us today giant bronze statue (laughs) i want a statue right there at central park (laughs) By golly, yeah. just for the pigeons. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a whole that's the that's the downside of having having a statue. That's that uh, it would be. Yes, uh. he um he was the U.S. Rep- or he was a U.S. representative um mm-hmm. from Missouri. So. Yep. And 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 there there all all manner of things have taken place. They, they uh, something else caught my eye. Back in the early days of the of the twentieth century, they had what were known as Chautauquas 
in Central Park. They still have those. Uh, next town over from where I live is Jacksonville, Illinois, and every summer they'll have pitch a big tent in their central park and they'll have chautauqua celebrations yeah and those usually it's a rousing speeches or nowadays it's it's people um not interpreters impersonators and uh giving in in branson they call them tribute artists yes (laughs) you know tribute artists from people from famous people like lincoln you know yeah yeah, yeah, there you go uh yeah yeah, so it's it's a fun um that well nowadays it's it's a lot of you know it's more reenactment but that was yes that wasn't but but these were the real people these were the real yeah these were really william jennings bryan and jane adams of hull house and hl mencken and people like that they really were the people instead of just people pretending Pretending to be those those people that's right uh and and of course it is uh central park continues to be a, a a hub of activity a veritable beehive uh even even today you know you don't you don't think of that when you go to the fourth of july and you watch, you know, like the Tom and Becky announcement and you get your, you know, lemon shake up from the high school. And, you you know, you don't think about the fact that, hey, not too long ago, they had to build a fence around this so cattle wouldn't get in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and union soldiers were here. <laughs> I mean, you, just, you don't really stop to think about those kinds the, of the, things. The, 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 the built the first stone fountain in 188. Here's another name. The, the fountain designed and built by August Delaport, yeah, another another name. Oh, that and in the Stone area. Mason did the hand did the stone work on First Christian Church just up the street at Eleventh and Broadway. Was wasn't there some story about the uh, about was that the fountain that they were they told they told kids not to not to play in the fountain, but they still went and I mean it, it was a challenge to the kids. And again, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Um, well, I know that it's always been a challenge to keep kids out of a fountain. <laughs> That's right, including my own. Uh, yeah, well, so, yeah. Um, uh, you might be thinking of the fountain at the that was at the base of or at the bottom of uh, like Broadway. The main it was like a big horse. Oh, oh okay. it was a big bronze. Nah, I don't think it was bronze. It was big metal horse, but they melted it down uh, during the war effort. Oh, so maybe it was brass? Uh, could be. Could but be. anywho. Yeah. But um, now it says that Franklin Roosevelt spoke in Central Park. This was in 1920. Uh, he was running for vice president at the time. Uh, uh, running mate of James Cox, who was defeated by Warren Harding in 1920. I did, I'm did. i looking at this. I didn't know that. That FDR was here as a candidate. So we'll have to, as a vice presidential candidate, and we'll add that to the other candidates who came because we had the story yeah, from Steve story. from Steve Terry, uh, who uh, when Al Gore ran for president, that uh, he came through here. So on the riverboat and all that good stuff. All that good stuff, yes. And uh, but they and they still everything from uh, you know the Union soldiers to the to the farmers market a couple of days a week with uh, with the yoga in the, in the park and and we have. Uh, at Fiesta del Sol in the summertime and uh, where they fence it off and uh, all of that. And it's just, uh, you want to have something where you're going to, you know, centrally located, strangely enough. Mm-hmm. They just, they come to Central Park. Well, and um, this year for the Bicentennial, we unveiled or, well, we dug up the yes. um, the time capsule That's from right. the Sesquicentennial from 50 years before. And this fall, we will bury a time capsule to be opened 50 years 
in the future. In, in the future, in 20, 2069. Yeah. So, yeah. It, so it's, um, it, it is, it has, um, man, that's going to, it's really weird. That's just really weird to think about. Like, you know, you go and you get your vegetables at Central Park, and yet <laughs> it's the same place where, you know, all of these famous people all of this yeah. speeches and yeah if the if the park if the park could talk if the yes if parks could if talk, parks could talk kind of like when we um when we spoke with donna brown uh, mm-hmm. from the cemetery that's, that's right you know most interesting people you'll never meet well this is an interesting inanimate object that has lots of stories to tell mm, definitely uh yeah and we'll and we're yes we're working on uh yeah, they're not going to, we're here in June and they're not going to officially seal up the next uh, uh, time capsule till October, but uh, we're, 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 we're working on it. We had uh, my day job, the radio station we had, we were represented in the one that was just opened up and that's a whole nother story. Uh, but uh, we're going to, we're going to work on getting, getting in, we're going to work on getting some, maybe this very podcast will wind up in the time capsule, By golly, this yeah, podcast which is, which, which is really wild considering uh, I mean, I'm reasonably certain that I ain't going to be here in 50 years, in 2069, unless, you know, medical research just, just goes absolutely crazy. You and me both, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm. Yeah. And if yeah. I am, I'm not going to be remembering much of it. No. So. Yeah. I mean, even, well, I was, I was around, I don't know that I spent much time here for the, for the sesquicentennial, but I, I turned 16 in 1969 and and now you know i have i have grandkids who are about that age and so they will be where the age i am now mm-hmm. and i will be long gone by then and to have something that's that's just that's that's just wild to think uh, you know say you know say we wind up with this podcast you know, in that time capsule and 50 years from now people are going to by whatever means they're able to 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 get audio out of it what's a what was a podcast podcast what the heck is that and what are these people rambling about yeah (laughs) you know not i think that that's that's really um that's gonna that's gonna kind of infamous man i mean we we can we can ramble and befuddle the current the current generation (laughs) and we also have the power to ramble and befuddle a generation future generations future generations wow. i think that's something to be proud what of an, harold absolutely what an awesome responsibility that we have is to befuddle multiple generations multiple generations and i'd and i'd say we're getting to the point where we've befuddled all all we dare to this, this time around. well you know i think uh it, it was a it was a fun little jaunt through not only bicentennial things like the lighthouse um, you know, being built and, and the fantastic community spirit we've seen during these very damp, damp times in Hannibal. Um, and, and you're right. I think we've, uh, <laughs> we've, 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 we've gotten to the end of our meanderings of the day. I think uh, we can both agree that these past couple weeks or maybe even months have, <laughs> have been quite the adventure. And we look forward to more adventures with our, with our listeners and want to thank them for sticking with us. I know we haven't been on, been here for a couple of weeks, but yeah. well, the sandbags were a calling and we must go. Yeah. The, 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 the day job, the day job calls and you just, you got to answer the call. That's right. But we are, we're not, not dead yet. No, not dead yet. Not dead yet. No, absolutely. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And we thank you for joining us for the Rivertown Review Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for Rivertown Review, the podcast.
For more information on all things Hannibal, visit our website, rivertownreview.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. And be sure and join Megan and Harold next time for Rivertown Review, the podcast.